The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Yesterday, the day after the pipe bombs started showing up in mailboxes of several Democrats, President Trump took to the modern-day era bully platform known as Twitter to call out, um, you know, those people he believes is responsible for all the anger we're seeing, he quoted. A very big part of the anger we see today in our society is caused by the purposely false and inaccurate reporting of the mainstream media that I refer to as fake news. How could you possibly deny that unless... You are a member of the mainstream media and never talk to anybody in the middle of the country. The middle of the country feels as though we have been laughed at, mocked, dismissed, called killers, called uh, racists, called terrorists. We have had enough. So unless you know, un- unless you're just somebody living in this bubble, which the media is, and refuses to get out and actually talk to people with a different opinion, you don't see it. He says it's gotten so bad and hateful that it's beyond description. Mainstream media must clean up its act fast. Well, the media responded, of course, by turning the finger back around on the president. Let me just say this to the media. President Trump is a response to you. President Trump would not have been president 10 years ago. He is a response to the way you handled half of the country. Around 200 journalists organized by former ABC News producer Meredith Wheeler co-signed a letter blaming the White House for what they called, quote, Cordoning of uh, political uh, or condoning of political violence. Really? This echoes the statement of CNN's Jeff Zucker, who more or less said the exact same thing following Wednesday's pipe bomb scare. You know what, Meredith Wheeler? You might have a point if you haven't spent the last 10 years dismissing the violence of Occupy Wall Street, dismissing the violence of everybody on the left, dismissing the violence of Antifa, and during all of this with the pipe bombs, going back to, what was it, 1968? Going back to the 1960s and showing, look, this is where they blew up an abortion clinic and failing to mention that there was a Bernie Sanders guy that tried to kill 20 of our Republican congressmen just a year ago. Do you think maybe do you think maybe There's slightly a point here. I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to place the blame on all of us. On all of us. What do you say we just start behaving differently? What do you say we all say, I don't like this. I don't want to live like this. I don't want my country like this. The president is absolutely the victim of attacks by the media. There is no question 
The mainstream media has been painfully obvious that they are not fans of Donald Trump. On many occasions, the attacks that uh, that they have uh, have been uh, hitting him with and then silently retracting are false. But also, the media has been under attack by the White House for a very long time. It's not an issue with just the current administration and stop making it one. President Obama was historically a nightmare for the free press, and you refuse to say anything about it. The crazy thing is, today, the craziest thing is, is that the media gleefully gave Obama a pass even though he was weaponizing the FBI and the DOJ against the press. Donald Trump has gone so far as just calling them fake news, and they've got their feelings hurt. Forget about the, oh, I don't know, threatening to throw us all in jail. (laughs) This president is calling us fake news. Yeah, well, he kind of has a point. Just if you even look at how President Obama treated the press compared to you. President Obama was putting you people in jail. He was weaponizing the government against you and you failed to stand up and say anything. As the media was gearing up for its outrage over being called fake, The New York Times was publishing an article on the very same day these pipe bomb packages were delivered. Now, I want you to remember this. I just want you to just just put this in your pipe and smoke it for a little bit. They're being called fake news. They're being called liars. They're saying, no, 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 no. We're not. We don't publish fake news. We don't have anything against the president. It's not a vendetta. And while this is happening, the New York Times is printing an article titled Five Novelists Imagine Trump's Next Chapter. Five novelists imagine Trump's next chapter. The main image at the top of this story shows the White House on fire and sinking into the ground as President Trump waves goodbye. Each novelist had one assignment. Write out what you think happens after the Mueller investigation is completed. Okay. So let's come up. Let's go to fiction writers and come up with what they think is going to happen with Mueller's investigation and what's going to happen immediately after. And you mock me? You mock me. Every single one. This is going to come as a surprise. They found five fiction writers who were going to do it, but every single one wrote a short story depicting a scenario where the president was found guilty. Every single one. Isn't that amazing? They couldn't find one fiction writer to write something where Trump was not guilty. It's crazy. One story had Trump signing the 25th Amendment, uh, and another even had him uh, being assassinated by a Russian agent with the help of Secret Service. Yeah. No, no, we can write about the president being assassinated. We're not advocating violence. 
No, no, no. What's in the, what are you? What are you? T- are you kidding me? No, that that was about the Russians. That wasn't about a coup. Yes, yes. Okay, Secret Service was involved, but that's not about a coup. This is the New York Times. You know, the ones who are leading the way saying, oh, my gosh, the talk of violence is so horrible. Oh, my gosh. And we don't print fake news. You're supposed to be investigators. You're supposed to be neutral. I thought that was the idea. Let's be neutral. Now, I understand that everybody has an opinion, but five writers and no one can come up with anything other than the guy is guilty and maybe he's going to be killed by the Secret Service. This is unbelievable. How is it that 200 journalists can sign a letter claiming that everything is the president's fault when the flagship of the American media is writing this bullcrap while the pipe bombs are coming in? This, this Times piece, Exhibit A, for why journalism is currently dead in America. It is dead in America. All of you dancing on the grave of Megyn Kelly. Really, what was her what was her big sin? She asked a question. Oh, my gosh. Lock her in a tower. Oh, my gosh. She's got to be chased out of the public. You can't ask a question. Don't you dare ask a question. This is frightening, America. Fact-finding is gone. The media has already made up their mind. They know the answer, and if you disagree, they will chase you out of the public square. They have no inclination to actually even attempt to find the truth, even attempt to understand. Yes, there's a little righteous indignation in me. It's not anger. It It is righteous indignation because I have called these people i have talked to these people i have gone to them over and over again with hat in hand and said listen you need to understand how half the country feels just have a conversation you're making a huge error and yes i made all these errors oh my gosh i'm the worst person in the world i'm with you just listen to me please you have to hear what half the country is saying they won't do it they're not interested they don't care and now they're quite literally making it up What's the difference between a novelist and a New York Times journalist? I don't know. Media. This is a radical concept, and I know you like radicals. You love radicals. You, you, there's nothing wrong with being radicals. It's not a mob. No, no, no. Those are, those are just people that feel passionately. So I know you love radicals. But here's a radical idea. If you don't want to be called fake, you might want to just start with literally stopping publishing fiction. It's Friday, October 26th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Self-awareness seems to be dead at this point. Uh, in the media in particular, Glenn. Uh, let me give you this one. What is the one thing that, if you're a conservative, Trump makes these 
ac- uh, criticisms of the media. They say, <laughs> hey, uh, it's fake news. Hey, these guys are lying. Hey, they're the enemy of the people. Uh-huh. And they say that's it's the same as violence. Right? You're, 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 you're creating <laughs> violence and coming after <laughs> us, right? <laughs> I can't go there yet. I can't. I can't. I got to take a break. I can't go there yet. I can't. I know where you're going. And boy, does it need to be said. I can't do it yet. Can't. I can't. You need a you need right. I just need a to stiff take a quick, drink. Is that I what, do. Is that where I we do. are now? I we think that's it. Again, I've been telling you for years. Mm-hmm. We can get to your alcohol if we can reignite that. It's going to be a good ratings boost. And can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. The blackouts. I need the blackouts right. right now. I need them so desperately. All right. It would be so great. I forgot about everything that they said that was so stupid yesterday. <laughs> I don't even recall it at all. I love that idea. I need to take a break first. Let me tell you about Car Shield. Car Shield is uh, is is going to save you from a lot of trouble. They're going to save you from taking your car in and uh, you've got something wrong with it, or even an oil change, and then it comes out and they're like, oh, "I got some bad news for you. Uh, we found some extra stuff, and it's going to cost." And you're like, "What? Look, these are surprises that nobody wants, and everybody gets." But if you have Car Shield, you don't have to worry about it. If your car breaks down after the warranty expires, you could be out of pocket for thousands of dollars just to get it fixed. But if you have Car Shield, chances are you're not going to have to come out of pocket for anything. Now, if you if you want to take your car in to your favorite mechanic or the dealership, usually people go to the dealership. Uh, I mean, what, let me put it this way: Why do you avoid the dealership? After your warranty expires, you avoid it because you can maybe get it done cheaper uh, by your favorite mechanic. And maybe he's not using, you know, the same parts or whatever. You can have it fixed by the dealership when your warranty expires. If you have car shield, no problem because they pay for it. They pay them, not you. So you don't have to go and write a check and be out of pocket. They do it. Car Shield, save yourself thousands of dollars in car repairs in the future because it's going to happen. It happens to all of us. Call Car Shield right now, 1 800 CAR 6100. 1 800 CAR 6100. Mention the promo code BECK. You'll save an extra 10%. Remember, it's promo code BECK at carshield.com. Carshield.com, promo code BECK. Deductibles may apply. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> there have been two other suspicious packages. Um, one of them is addressed to James Clapper. The other one, I think, is to Cory Booker. What's amazing is that none of these have gone off. None. We're so lucky. Of these. We're just lucky. We are. We are. Boy, this, this, this Trump supporter, this conservative boy, oh boy, he's a moron. Huh? Luckily, he's just a bad. Luckily, bomb luckily. Hey, I mean, can uh, we can we check what the New York Times is saying about this? I, now, we can. Now there's. Of course, we all know. We all know. Let's rush to judgment. Kavanaugh was, of course, a gang rapist. And these bombs are clearly Donald Trump's fault. Okay, here's the New York Times. Uh, None of the devices harmed anyone, and it was not immediately clear whether any of them could have. Wait. No, these are pipe bombs. These are very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, Uh in fact, uh, it shows a level of sophistication. That's what I heard Mm -hmm. from CNN. These Mm -hmm. pipe bombs show a level of sophistication. Mm -hmm. What's the New York Times say now? Um, One law enforcement official said investigators were examining the possibility that they were hoax devices that were constructed to look like bombs Hmm. but would not have exploded. Wow. Now, you uh, you may have read this story from the New York Times. 
Uh, and you may have said, well, they never gave us really any details on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you probably didn't get to paragraph 34. Um, oh, that's where but you I like to see, it. you know, you know how, you know how like Jewish people read from uh, right to left. We read left to right. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, with the New York Times, it's like reading a foreign language. I like to read bottom up. <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff towards the bottom. Yeah. Usually. When you get to the bottom, you start with the bottom. It, it's funny because usually the headline doesn't match. Mm. Uh, some bomb technicians who studied photos of the device that circulated on social media suggested the bomb sent to CNN had the hallmarks of fake explosives, huh. the kind more typically depicted on television and in movies rather than devices capable of detonating. Almost like a wily e. Coyote kind yeah. of bomb. Almost. Huh. A digital clock was taped to the middle of the pipe, mm-hmm. a feature that experts say is typically shown on fictional bombs in an attempt <laughs> to ratchet up dramatic tension, ah. but unnecessary necessary in real life unnecessary in fact <laughs> in fact they go on <laughs> the new york times in fact bomb makers generally avoid attaching visible clocks to their devices <laughs> really? to keep from tipping off their targets no. about when the bombs are set to explode i thought it was just a, like a nice little <laughs> clock they were sending to these people for their desk that's, that's what i thought that's you look at that and you're like that's not a bomb here's a here's a bonus if you survive that's yeah, all it is that's you it. got a nice little alarm you clock know what too. 100% survivability so far on these bombs. 100% survivability. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Now, look, could it be a... I think here's a plausible scenario that someone on the right did this. Okay, Someone on the right who really does not like all these figures decided that they wanted to send a message to all of these figures but aren't actually a murderer. They wanted to scare the hell out of them, but they didn't actually want to kill someone. They wanted to, I think that is a plausible yeah, You want to know what you could be doing to this country? Let, let me show you. And they're crazy. They were wrong. Totally horrible. Despicable. Mm-hmm. But way. they weren't murderers. And so they built this to look like right. a bomb. If you look on, I mean, you get this example of this on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we counted all of the death threats and horrible uh, things that you get on social media as real all the time, You'd have to have a staff of a thousand checking them all out. Mm-hmm. Instead, you know, most of the time people say crap on social media that goes way too far and that they don't actually intend on doing. They don't mm-hmm. intend on, uh, you know, you saw the stuff that happened to, for example, Dana Lash, right? Like, you have to take all those things seriously. When she was on TV, uh, she got all sorts of threats on her family and they did take them seriously. But, like, as far as I know, at least, uh, no one actually acted on those things, thank God. Right. So you have these serious threats that come into public figures often and, and sometimes they don't wind up panning out most of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Even you go to look at terrorists. I mean, the, the amount of t- people in the Middle East who say that they would uh, execute a terrorist attack on on people who are uh, on you know people from another country, for example, the United States is is so high. It's incredibly disturbing. You almost would never walk outside if you realize how many millions of people will tell pollsters that, yes, I would kill American citizens. However, obviously, they're not all doing it, right? Whether it's because they're not capable of doing it or whether they're uh, in reality, they just want to send a message or they really don't like them, but I'm Mm -hmm. not going to go kill someone, whatever the reason is. And that could be the situation here. Could be the same thing from uh, someone on the left who wants to make the right look bad a week before the election, uh, sending these things around with no intention of killing anyone, but wants to make a big media circus. These things are all plausible possibilities. We have no reason well, to know that, other than the fact that these were all 
political figures, and none of the bombs seem to work. Mm-hmm. Those are really all, that's all the information we have right now. Well, but I know. That's, that's pretty much all the information they had on the Reichstag fire. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think the Germans behaved admirably. I think the Germans did exactly the... Go with you on what? that one. No, no but it's, it's the Reichstag. The, the communists did that, right? Glenn Beck. Mercury. is the Glenn Beck program. Bill O'Reilly joins us in about half an hour from now. Uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, heard every day uh, just prior to this program on the Mm -hmm. Blaze Radio and Television Network. Uh, And you can sign up for his podcast, uh, really great podcast, lots of laughs and lots of insight. Pat Gray Unleashed, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Pat, should we talk a little bit about Megyn Kelly? Yes, and the heinous, horrific crime she committed. <laughs> I'm surprised why, we don't Why is she her. still walking around in this society? Sincerely. Has she been imprisoned yet? I don't think so, and she needs right. to be. She's dangerous. Well, she has, you know, she has violated mm. something that NBC feels passionately about. They do. You well, know. they started to. They didn't feel that passionately about it when Jimmy Fallon dressed up in blackface as Chris Rock. Wait, what? Yeah, he dressed up and imitated Chris Rock, and yeah, but and, I'm on what network though? I mean, well, it was a, that was on CBS. NBC. Oh, it was NBC. N- NBC. Wait, that's NBC. the same yeah. network yeah, that same uh, network. Megyn Kelly worked for, right? And she, and she just she didn't said, dress up in blackface. No, no, she no. Just no. Said it might be okay for Halloween <laughs> if you are not making fun of someone, right? So he wasn't <laughs> making fun. Of, well, he was. He was kind of making fun of Chris. He Rock. was. Yeah, he was imitating him. And, huh. uh you, you know, it's even more egregious than that, though, and it's it's. It, it's despicable that we have to play this game, and it's okay for all of them. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel thing with uh, oh, yeah. imitating Carl Malone. Do we have that audio yet, Sarah? My gosh. Yet. That one is egregious. Oh, we, have, we it. do have it. Yeah. Listen, to, this is Jimmy Kimmel in blackface. Sometime at night, Carl Malone look up in sky and say, what the hell going on up there? Do UFO live on other planet, phoning home like E.T.? Wow. Come along, read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. And that's a damn thing. Now, Come along, never seen no flying saucer himself, but if he do, that's going to be a spooky time. That's what Come along says. Government got to. Hang on, that's it's mean, Jimmy Kimmel. It's unbelievable. Well, I, and <laughs> it's like, unbelievable. We talked you, about. Uh, you imagine even, even talking that way? No. Without blackface. No. Just talking that way. It would be our last day on yeah, air. Yeah, you'd be gone. Uh, yeah. We talked uh, of a, a couple of different examples of blackface uh, being used in comedy mm-hmm. fairly recently. Like, mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was one of the examples we brought up. And it's, and it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They did it, and they did it as for a... They were making a point, right? Like that only these moronic characters on this show would think that that's an appropriate thing. Mm-hmm. This Jimmy Kimmel bit is just saying, hey, I'm black and I'm Carl Malone. It's just him mocking a black person. Yeah. And mocking the way he... The, and the, the only thing he can't speak. The only thing that's funny about that is the way he speaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, play that again. Tell me the joke in here other than the way he's speaking... What was it? Uh, Ebonics. Isn't that what they used to call... Yeah, and in the mm-hmm. third person. That's the only other yeah. thing mm-hmm. he's doing. Right. Now listen to this. <laughs> Tell me the joke. Just yeah. sometime at night, Carl Malone look up in sky and say, 
What the hell going on up there? No joke. The UFO live nope. on other planet, phoning home like E.T.? Come along, read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. And that's a damn thing. Stop. Now, I mean, there's not a single joke. There. No. no. Yeah, he, I not mean, a just single referring, joke. As Carl Malone always did. Not always, but often did. Yeah. Referring to himself in third person. And it's a random topic. That's the only other part of that. That's a joke. Yeah. And he's in blackface, right? Like that's, yeah. It's unbelievable. That's the gig. And again, and the Jimmy Fallon one, because Jimmy Fallon is not a political enemy. Kimmel has put himself in as a political commentator, so it's really egregious for him. But Fallon, who is, I think there's no ill intent by Jimmy Fallon doing that bit. He's friends with Chris Rock, right? Mm -hmm. But the issue here is it's on freaking NBC. Yeah, you can. You're gonna so fire Megyn Kelly for mentioning it, but you're gonna let Jimmy. You're gonna right. give Jimmy Fallon the top uh, place in your network. So what she said was, "Wait, but if you are if you are holding somebody up, if you're if you're making fun of them, okay. But if you're holding somebody up like this woman who you know with Diana Ross, she liked Diana Ross. She wanted mm-hmm. to look like Diana Ross for the night, and she's not making fun of and her. And she's not making yeah. fun of Diana Ross. Well, isn't that what Fallon did? Actually, didn't ask the question. He just did he the bit. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you brought up a great point yesterday, Glenn. I thought about this as we were getting close to we're getting close to Halloween. It, it, the biggest deal in the world was made of finally African Americans have a superhero, Black Panther. Finally, they have one. Finally, after all this time, we've and, given them a superhero and one that actually people <laughs> want to be. <laughs> yeah, white kids and black kids right. would uh-huh. want to be. So if you're a white son. Decides he wants to be Black Panther um, and thinks that it's... Now, of course, as a father, I would be like, sorry, dude, uh, no. you're going to be surprised to hear this, but no, you cannot do that. Like, he's not going to have no awareness of race. But, I mean, if, if what he's trying to do is to, you know, uh, be one of his heroes who happens to be African-American and he obviously notices the difference in characteristics, I mean... Is that a, a horrible, horrible thing for a child to consider? No, and, of, course, and of not. course not. Would it be horrible if a black person dressed up as Superman? No. No. No, no it but, would not. But wait, if they put on white face as Superman? No. I mean, it you, seems it seems ridiculous well, you to do it because you don't. I don't see <laughs> Superman as white or black. He's just a Superman. It doesn't matter. Well, that's because the name of the show isn't white Superman. It right. is Black, black Panther. Panther. <laughs> Try this. Okay. I just got this from a, an African-American a uh, friend of mine who I am not going to name because I'm afraid that they will be targeted. Okay, Glenn, what about whiteface? Literally this morning, my son in 11th grade said he and his friends want to be white chicks from the movie White Chicks. I thought it was funny, but I don't know, especially at school. <laughs> People will take what's supposed to be funny uh, and they'll be overly offended by it and start this back and forth drama that none of us need. Uh, we live mm. in a white community. Uh, and I literally said, I think this is going to come back to bite you later. I never thought I'd have to tell my kid that from an African-American. <laughs> That's amazing amazing and you know it may not they're not may not be a backlash for going the other way for blacks dressing in white face well, that it, movie it, came out it depends right? on it yeah. depends yeah. on the political climate now yeah, yeah. there would have never been before everybody no would have thought it was funny yep there would have never been but because of the political climate because people are you know you can't even talk about it this is can't so what did we learn from megan kelly 
Don't Seriously. you dare even ask a question. Exactly Don't right. you dare even ask the question. Here is a woman who is one of the smartest people on television. She mm-hmm. is as sharp as the sharpest razor. We all worked with her. We all know. You screw with Megyn Kelly and she will cut you to ribbons. She is mm-hmm. wicked, wicked smart. Agree? Oh, very mm-hmm. smart. Okay. Yeah. So here's this woman who is working at a place that hired her. And then my theory is they hired her because they thought, oh, she's a great investigative reporter. She's great as an interviewer. It was a big she, get at the time. They were in a huge, bidding war. Yeah, she was a huge get. As soon as the, And they all thought this is going to be great. They put her in, and then the social justice warriors, yep. all in the network and outside of the network. Oh, my goodness. How could you possibly? She worked at Fox News. And then they realized, mm-hmm. oh, crap. We're, we're in trouble now with all of the fringe that we thought would be cool with anything that we do. Now all the social justice warriors, and so they needed a way out. Mm-hmm. They have persecuted her, persecuted her all the way through. So what happens? They see this opportunity. She's asked a question. That's it. She just says, well, wait a minute. Is this wrong? So here's what we learn. That even one of the most powerful celebrities, one of the most powerful educated women is so frightened by the social justice mob inside NBC that the very next day, this very bright woman who knows who she is goes on television crying. Literally, you can see it in her face. Crying, Mm -hmm. she's so frightened by these people that she says, I'm sorry, I've learned a lot. Well, what did America learn? America didn't learn, and I mean this sincerely, mean this absolutely sincerely. Pat, Stu, can either of you give me a non-politically correct reason why this is so offensive to wear blackface like Diana Ross if you're not making fun of her you're not you're not you're you're Mm -hmm. aspiring to be someone you admire right Mm -hmm. can either of you give me a non-politically correct answer in other words you can't use political correctness well because people will be upset no 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 tell me why well the only reason i have is is the one from al roker and uh which is which was that this was used sort of as a battering ram against blacks in the 20s and 30s okay okay so hang on just a second fun of right sure absolutely and it was over the, the top impersonations exactly and all right that stuff. exactly right and yeah. that's the 2030s ask any millennial ask anyone under 30 who's mr bojangles they're not gonna know no. they don't Do you know. know who mr bojangles is he, he's from the song He's <laughs> from the song. Yeah. From Do you the know song. who he is? Yeah, dancing with Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. You know. The guy that you always see with Shirley Temple that's doing the dance up the stairs. That's mm-hmm. Mr. Bojangles. Okay. Yeah. One of the greatest dancers of all time. Now, you know, Mr. Bojangles, that's just for, for some reason politically incorrect. We, you ask people who Mr. Bojangles is, they don't have any idea. Yeah. It mm-hmm. may have been in the 20s and 30s, but it's not Today and again, yeah. that you're, you know, Roker is still inserting that an over-the-top impression, which was not suggested by Megyn Kelly. Uh, you know what right. I mean? Wait a minute, That's like right. an over-the-top impersonation, like Sarah Silverman did with giant cartoon lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you mean like 
like what uh, uh, what's his name just Jimmy did Kimmel. Jimmy, Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. It's Are always you? sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in uh, in uh, Tropic Thunder. I mean, blackface is not a. It's been used particularly in comedic circumstances. Usually, though, to make a point that blackface is ridiculous. Not the case with Jimmy Kimmel. Right. And Kimmel again, just she like, didn't even do blackface. She and she talked about yeah. somebody and doing she blackface. Specifically said, if you are trying to, mm-hmm. you know, lift this person up because yeah. you're a huge fan. That's what she said. This was a political hit job. Sure yeah. was. And this should stiffen the back of every single conservative. And and anyone in the media, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. You are going against everything this country has ever stood for. No matter how ugly the speech is, the First Amendment, a member of the press is being silenced by you for asking a question. Now, you may not. You may not have agreed with this question because I can see how corrosive, how dangerous, how awful that question really was. But God help you when you ask a question that your overlords, who may I just point out, Antifa, the far, far, far left, that Many of you are starting to go, I don't know, I'm starting to be afraid of my own side. When they actually grab you by the throat and say, you can't ask that question. Know this, I will still be consistent. It will be really hard, (laughs) but I will still stand for your right to ask whatever stupid question you want to ask. Thanks, Pat. Boy, do I need my Casper mattress right now. Makes everything better, doesn't it? Sleep? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That and lots of alcohol. I know, you're going to be surprised there's some problems. I'll have to remind really? you of your history. Yeah, no, I, no, I'm yeah. very well aware of them. All right, Casper Mattress. Casper Mattress um, is the mattress that invites you to have a good night's sleep and don't buy anything that you can't return and i mean when i when i say return oh you know i'm just gonna try it out for a while it's got a money-back guarantee really do you have to bring it back to the store because with casper mattress they invite you to sleep on it for 100 nights if you don't love it if it's not the best mattress you've slept on then all you do is you call them up and they come and pick it up you don't have any hassle and they refund every dime you're gonna love your casper mattress so here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Casper.com. Use the promo code G-L-E-N-N. Casper.com. Promo code Glenn. Uh, you'll get $50 off the uh, purchase of your select mattress if you use the promo code Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply, but try it out for 100 nights. Don't love it? They'll pick it up. Casper.com. Promo code Glenn. Uh, I was surprised to find out just the other day uh, that... Uh, Glenbeck.com has just won the uh, Best Radio Website Award and the Web Awards for 2018, and uh, we are thrilled and uh, and and grateful. Um, we have a uh, an unbelievable team uh, that um, you haven't seen anything yet. Uh, come come December first, I think you're going to you're going to see. Uh, the the best of this team and we're we're really really excited to show you and i just wanted to uh 
congratulate uh, Alexander and everybody else on the team for winning the uh, best radio website for 2018 in the Web Awards. And December, we're going to go full Democratic Socialist. So you'll get the same right. news stories just right. covered from an Ocasio-Cortez perspective. Right. And you don't even have to subscribe. We just come and take your money. Right. It's so great. It works great. really well for us. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. For you, I mean, well. Yeah. Who well, are, you know. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't care about you. Why don't you care about the children? You can't make you an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Am Amen, I right? Amen, Am I right? Amen. <laughs> You're the eggs, audience. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get through some more of this uh, New York Times stuff. I am very interested to hear what a Bill O'Reilly might think about the uh, the media's actions this week. I, I I feel like he may have some thoughts on it. I don't. Bill? Yeah. He's really kind of silent about things like this, usually. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's very quiet. You do get the sense that, uh, above all, Bill really cares about the media and like above he loves it you know he obviously talks about the country and he talks about the issues and everything else but like he, he the passion comes out because you know he's been on the wrong side of it here for a while uh the passion comes out when the media uh, is mentioned and there was yeah. a lot to talk about this week so we're gonna mention the media a lot <laughs> and just gonna poke him with a stick all hour next hour bill o'reilly stand by The country has been pushed to the limit. Our political bonds have been torn apart. We need a true leader who can save us from certain doom. (laughs) Unfortunately, we could only find this guy. Hey, it's Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. For tickets, VIP packages, and more, visit glennbeck.com. Glenn Beck. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. I can't imagine there is anything on his mind today. Bill. Beck. Pipe bombs. Yeah. Uh, no idea. You know, I think we have to wait for the FBI to arrest no, we somebody, don't. which no, I feel no, we do. fairly No, quickly. we don't, Bill. Come on. We don't have to wait for any of that. No, CNN was out, and New York CNN. Times, were they were out with their opinion <laughs> immediately. I know, and they bear no responsibility for the acrimony word of the day uh, sweeping across <laughs> the nation. The New York Times and CNN bear no responsibility None. for... 18 months, more than that, two years, two years of constant negativity, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. constant criticism, Mm -hmm. constant smearing, Mm -hmm. but they bear no responsibility Mm -hmm, back. Okay, just to make your point uh, so crystal clear, uh, I'd like to play a couple of uh, audio pieces for you just to, you know, listen to them. And then this, I'm sure, backs this up. Uh, Could we play a flashback, uh, Rick Wilson, please? Trump is still a very powerful force right now, and he's still holding a lot of, uh, of, of the, the part of the base that is very activated by his message, the nativist message that, 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 that's got a, a fraction of the base very energized. And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Hmm. Okay, so that's MSNBC. How about, uh, this is Johnny Depp. It's just a question. I'm not insinuating anything. By the way, this is going to be in the press. It'll be horrible. But I'd like, I like that you're all a part of it. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Uh, how about this one? Uh, flashback law professor on Trump. You can't 
be the boy who cried wolf and expect to have a viable impeachment power. You can't use it over and over again against the same president. Right. You, if you're going to shoot him, you've got to shoot to kill. Now, that requires mm-hmm. an overwhelming majority of a bipartisan kind. Okay. Let me go to uh, MSNBC again, uh, what uh, Jeb Bush should do. So I, I told Jeb Bush after that debate that I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. So, uh, Bill. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can't target uh, districts. We can't target because that causes violence. Put a bullet in the head. Punch him in the face. Take him out. Put a bullet in to Donald Trump. When's the last time an actor uh, killed a president? I don't know. Uh, what do you think? You know, it's hard for me to keep stating the same thing over and over again. I mean, I think everybody listening to us right now understands that, yeah, President Trump is undisciplined in the way he phrases things. But his choice, as I laid out in my uh, column on BillOReilly.com, he had a choice. So President Trump could have done what George W. Bush did, was ignore the personal attacks. Bush is a fascist. Bush is stupid. Uh, Bush knew about uh, there were no weapons of discretion, but uh, killed American soldiers anyway. You know, Bush ignored it all. 65% 65 of Democrats believed when George Bush was in office that he had something to do with 9-11, and that conspiracy was started by someone they claim is on the right, and he is not. Uh, It was uh, started by, what's his fat-faced, loudmouth guy? What's his name, Stu? Uh, uh, No, 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 uh, Alex Jones. 65%. Whatever it is, uh, you know, and I, and I talked to Bush about this on television extensively, and he basically said, factor, that's my strategy. I'm not changing it. Okay, so that's number one. So Donald Trump could have done that, easy. But he chose to fight back. Trump did. And he said, I'm not going to let these people marginalize me because it'll never end. And the American people uh, see me as a fighter. They see me as a person who strikes back when attacked. So why I'm going to do that. So then you have to say, okay, well, who started the fracas? Who started this? And you can make a case that Trump's bombastic uh, attacks on his rivals in the uh, in the primary process um, started it. You can make a case for that. How? But how well, because, he's a look know, he he's a symptom people names yeah he's a symptom the american people have never been this way we've never been this way no no he no. was a I, symptom of people feeling that, beaten and kicked to death by being called racist and homophobe right, and everything else came, by the that press came later when it when it was apparent that trump was a player and could win see what people don't understand is that in the beginning the press didn't think that Donald Trump could do anything. He Correct. didn't have a chance. He was, he was like, entertainment, all right? Let's bring out the dancing bear. That's how the press saw him. But then when he started to win, the whole strategy changed. And it, I, I keep saying that this comes from the corporate level, and it does, okay? 
So then it was destroy him. Destroy him. That, that were the orders that came down from the editors of the New York Times. Not in those words, but it was very clear what they wanted to do. Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC. And Google, Facebook. I mean, they're on, they're, him. they're on video saying that. Yes. Okay. So there's no doubt the people listening to us know that. So then it's, all right, if that's the destruction that has been ordered, how does Trump counter? What does he do? He doesn't have surrogates. I mean, there are no surrogates who can do it for him. He has to do it. So he does it in a very blunt and sometimes disturbing way for a president. But my column said, what is his choice? What If he doesn't do it, they are going to marginalize and destroy him. He'll be the laughing stock. And yeah, in the liberal precincts he is already, but he doesn't care about that. But he has a growing, I believe, growing number of people supporting him. And the reason he has it is because he gives them no quarter. Yes. He fights back. But now they're turning it around saying, well, you're... Your fight back, it's like Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh fought back, oh, he's out of control. Oh, that's not, uh, that fight back shows he doesn't have the temperament. Oh, come on. You're being destroyed by these people and you're not allowed to show emotion? It's the same thing. So now with the bomb thing, oh, Trump did it. We're, we're CNN, we're not responsible for any of it. Oh, no, not us. Now, I'm hoping that the vast majority of the American people understand what's happening. I think they do, because CNN's ratings are so terrible. No matter what they do, no matter how they ratchet it up, still very, very few people watch them. So I'm hoping they get it. Well, they're not going to. Um, so, so, Bill, uh, how much trouble uh, are they in? I mean, the New York Times literally paragraph 35 in the New York Times talks about how this doesn't look like these bombs were made by somebody who wanted to actually kill anybody. This was just a statement of some sort. What I happens said that from the jump? Of course, they're cartoon bombs. They, uh, right. The only thing it this, doesn't. This is uh, the gang that couldn't shoot straight or yeah, bomb straight. This is ridiculous. This, yes. this was a press. We're going to do this to get it into the press because we know the media will go hysterical. Correct. And it could be somebody who was on the right and didn't want to kill anybody but wanted to make a statement and they're crazy. Could be somebody on the left who wanted to do the same thing. Could be somebody who is just a really unbelievably worst bomb maker known to man, which I (laughs) highly doubt. But it could very well be somebody who thought, you know what, we're going to send these to the press. We're going to send these to all of the all of the enemies of the right. And it will will sway an election. Obviously contrived to get media attention to influence the midterms. I'm putting my money on Putin. Yeah. Putin did it. How does the how does the uh, media respond when it turns out that uh, it's. It's either a prank with yeah. no political motive or it was politically motivated uh, by the left. Well, that would be an amazing story, wouldn't it? 
Uh, that's why I'm hoping the FBI can, you know, flesh this out pretty quickly. Um, how would the press handle that? I think that they would um, – look, you have to understand that every morning out of the uh, Washington, D.C. think tanks, progressive think tanks, they send stuff to Anderson Cooper and, and Rachel Maddow and these people. They get stuff. So that they'll, they'll sit down and go, okay, now how are we going to spin this? Uh, maybe the person sending it was insane, uh, you know, that kind of thing. They'll never say, well, gee, maybe um, our side is so crazed now that we have to criticize our side. You're never going to see that, ever. Back with Bill O'Reilly and the rest of the news of the week in just a second. So... Does this change the election? What's going on? Could be. I will tell you if the... If the House and the Senate are lost, uh, we're in for an amazing wild ride, uh, especially economically. I think we are already in for a wild ride, and one of the reasons I'm becoming more and more concerned about the trade war. Um, but imagine imagine if the House and the Senate, or just the House, are controlled. Uh, what is the president going to be able to do uh, on the economy? What is the president going to be able to do without a Congress uh, when it comes to just the skirmish on the border? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that is going to be like? Goldline has just put a report together uh, on what you can expect if there's a Democratic victory. You can get this report for free just by calling them. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the stock market, um, but, you know, instead of this, uh, this, this bombing thing from somebody who is clearly either incompetent, unstable, or just wants attention, uh, we should be paying attention to what's happening in the stock market, what's happening with the economy. Read this report. I've read it. I've already shared it. You need to get it, too. It's free. All you have to do is call Goldline right now and ask them for their election report. Uh, don't wait. Call them now. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Bill O'Reilly. I want to start uh, with... Something that John Kasich uh, said uh, yesterday, because he was on CNN, and boy, isn't he the voice that we should all be listening to. Listen to what John Kasich said about the, um, the caravan coming from uh, Honduras. They're marching north, and you know what? It could easily have been all of us, that we're in the caravan, that we're marching north, trying to save our families and save our children. We've got to start putting ourselves in the shoes of other people. We've got to start thinking about the consequences that others suffer. And if we've been spared those by the grace of God, let us be, let us be appreciative. Let us count our blessings. Hey, stop. And I can't us- take him anymore. Bill, within, yeah. within six hours, my crack team f- uh, found out who these people were, what the real intention was, uh, and the the press and John Kasich still are just saying, no, 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 these are just good people. You want to talk a little bit about uh, the caravan? Yeah. Um, first of all, I know Kasich a long time. He used to uh, sub for me once in a mm-hmm. while on a 
factor on uh, Fox. Um, a good man, uh, very sincere, did a nice job running uh, Ohio. But John is a theoretical guy. He's not a real-world guy, and people ought to know that. So he basically saying, Americans, we have to put ourselves in the position of somebody in Honduras who uh, is poor and oppressed because the society down there is violent and out of control. Okay, but then what is the point of that exercise, Governor Kasich? That we allow everyone in Honduras to come to Ohio? Everyone? And the same thing with all the poor countries in the world? Because that's what you are espousing by saying that the caravan people should be allowed to seek asylum in the United States. That's what you're saying. Everyone can come here and do that. We would Three lose California. Right now. California would be a foreign country within 18 months. Right. Three-year backlog right now of asylum uh, uh, hearings. And if you apply, you are in the country. You're here for three years at least. Okay? What do you do here? Who knows? 50% of all immigrant families, both illegal and legal, are on means-tested welfare. So there's a one out of two chance that the American taxpayers are going to have to pick up some of your bills. $22 trillion debt right now for the USA. So if you look at the unintended consequences of John Kasich's vision of compassion, it's not compassion at all. You're basically wrecking a system that does provide true opportunity for 320 million Americans should they do what they need to do to succeed. You're wrecking that system, Governor Kasich. Do you not understand that? See, I could... And that's the debate. I mean, I just crushed him in the debate because he would have no answer for any of that. Bill, tell me who's behind this. Who's financing this? Well, I do believe it's the progressive crew, um, the George Soros people, um, because that's who has done it in the past. And we did a big thing on BillOReilly.com last night about Soros after CBS glorified him. We said, uh, no. Um, he's pumping in 2018, this year alone, tens of millions of dollars into the worst organizations. And by that, I mean they attack and smear anyone they disagree with. David Brock runs one of them. That's the Media Matters guy. And uh, don't tell me that you know, this is a benevolent man. So I believe that these kinds of people, I can't prove it because there's no accountability in Honduras, but I believe they're behind it because there is big money behind it, as everybody knows. Uh, Bill, I I invite you to uh, read what even the president of Honduras is saying. Um, This is this is backed by a Cuba, uh, Venezuela uh, and ousted president of Honduras uh, that are blaming the United States for all of the unrest. Uh, The former president says that America is going to have to pay for all of this. Uh, they'll have to accept our citizens. This is just an ongoing internal battle uh, in Honduras that has quite honestly lied to many of their people. 
um, and said that America is going to have to take you and they're going to because they're responsible for this mess. This is a Marxist uh, revolutionary uh, that uh, has tried to take Honduras by force. The Supreme Court, two branches of their government, found what he was doing to be unconstitutional and kicked him out. And he's been causing problems ever since. And now he, Venezuela and Cuba are together in what was formerly known as ALBA. But they are pissed at the United States and they're the ones financing at least the beginning of it. That's how it started. Now, Soros or others may be involved, but I haven't seen any evidence of that yet, but I would not put it past them. Right. And and it would be interesting to see if there is a pipeline of cash going into Tegucigalpa. So this is what I say. I'm skeptical of everything. And I agree with you. There has been no hard evidence put forth that George Soros or people like him did this. But if you know, it's it's one, if, of, if history, one of these things they've done in the past. Yes. But the, the government of Honduras should be able to trace foreign money coming into that country back. They should be able to show people this is what has arrived here. So I hope they do that. If they, if they believe Cuba and Venezuela are actively involved in subverting their own country, Honduras, and then by extension hurting the USA – they have the ability to find that out. There are so let's go. T- there are two other groups that are being formed now, uh, two other waves that are supposedly following sure. this one. Uh, and I would love to hear when we come back what you think the president should do, uh, what you think it looks like if they do arrive at the border, uh, and how the press is going to treat this, and what do sane Americans do to counter that. When we come back with Bill O'Reilly. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. We're with Bill O'Reilly. Bill, let me lay out a scenario here and you tell me where it's where I'm, I'm off base. I don't think this caravan helps the Democrats in the midterm elections. And it's why. The press is saying, oh, there's no there's no evidence that they're going to come all the way to the border and they're dismissing it. And that's just a crazy conspiracy thing that get all the Trump supporters all wound up. They're all dismissing this now. Um, I I can't believe that uh, they're going to make it by the midterm election. I think this is uh, to uh, to arrive after the midterm election. Uh, and a possible new Democratic House, which will throw us into chaos. A, you think there's any uh, reality in there? B, what do you see coming and and how things are going to shake out? Well, I said on BillOReilly.com, my analysis is that the Mexican government will break up uh, a lot of the, uh, the caravan before they start getting on to vehicles because they're not going to walk to McAllen, Texas or Tijuana, um, San Diego sector. They're not going to do it. So they're at a, they're approaching a, uh, a railway terminus now in Mexico. Some of them will get on trains heading, uh, North. Those trains have to stop in Mexico city. And that's where I believe the uh, Mexican government start to intervene. Um, some of them will make it, um, but when you say some thousand, they're not going to walk. 
So you well, don't think it'll be a mass? No, it'll break them up. That's what, you know, look, the State Department, Pompeo, is down there now. I mean, he's screaming at them now that, you know, if you let these people en masse go to the border, we're going to take economic reprisals on Mexico. And that's what they'll do. And they know it. So they'll break it up. But some people will reach and some people will get there, mostly in vehicles. Um, that's where the smugglers come in, the cartels come in, uh, the uh, Pueblos in Fronteras already has vehicles down there. Um, you can do trains, you can do a whole bunch of stuff. But when it gets to that point, the um, border authorities will put up barriers, new barriers, and it'll be manned by U.S. troops. And there will be no way for the migrants to get to any U.S. official to apply for asylum. Trump's already said he's going to do that. He has to do it. Um, the left is hoping for some kind of violent confrontation. That's what they would like to see. Um, but I agree with you that this is not helping the Democratic Party um, in the vote 10 days from now. How bad it's hurting them, it depends what section of the country you're in. Do you, uh, um, do you see the the possibility that real radicals would like to set up a a palestinian uh israel situation at our border and it would be handled exactly the same way by the media as they handle the palestinians and israel they they uh show the big bad state beating up on the on the little guy do you i mean i i said two years ago this is what our border is eventually going to look like. They are going to set up a a Palestinian kind of situation, and we're going to be Israel. I mean, they've already done this, you know, on the small stage. Bring it, you know, bring it to Broadway. Bring it to the American border, and that's the way they'll play it. Maybe, but there's a, the the Mexican government does not want that. All right, they don't they they don't want. They got problems on a border, um, you know, Juarez, one of the worst places in the world, Tijuana right behind. They don't want all this because it drains their infrastructure. I mean, this is an environmental disaster for Mexico. These people all need facilities. Uh, they uh, need water. They need food. Mexican people are poor. There's not the infrastructure to support this. So, yeah, so how do the they... left would love shanty towns there with uh, mothers and babies and look at the United States. They're rich and look at these people and let them in. Sure. But the Mexican government, I'm telling you, is under tremendous pressure by the Trump administration not to allow any of this to happen. So so um, how do you move seven to 14,000 people and just find enough water. How is this not a humanitarian crisis? It's a right disaster. Now? But they have it set up, whereby there are tents who paid for those tents. Yeah, you would All think right? the media would care. Nah, <laughs> you kidding? No, 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 Bill. They don't no, care no, at no. All they want to no, do no, is no. Take the pictures of the poor baby and yeah. children and no, but they, and mother. No, 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 no Bill. Care? But they no, they care so much about the humanitarian side of this. You would, oh, yeah. you would, you would think that they would find out: is there enough baby formula? <laughs> yeah. Who's paying for it? You know, right, right. Hey, look. We've been over this and over this and over this. We don't have a, a, a honest press in America anymore, which is an enormous story that is not being covered by the dishonest press. They're not going to cover themselves. So there's guys like you and me. We do it, but 
you know, the, most of the American people feel that we do have a functioning, honest press, and we don't. On any you, level. Let me ask you this. There was a story out this week, and I know you touched on it, about the um, one in four college students were in critical yeah. distress I know. in response to the Trump election. Twenty five percent said they felt like they had PTSD. Yeah, this is at Arizona State University um, and in Tempe. Um, and, and look, it's just an ongoing indicator that. There is a segment of the American population under the age of 30 who cannot cope with life. That's why you're seeing the rise of opiates, opioids. You're seeing this whole thing. It all plays into rise we just can't handle it. Yeah. We can't handle any stress. No stress zone. I, we can't have any. You know, we, we have microaggressions. I, I, no, I, I'm offended by a sign. I'm offended by a speaker. I'm offended by a hat. Uh, there's a frog over there. He offends me. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, you know, when they have children? My gosh, they're not going to be able to get up in the morning. Uh, it, it's, but those people will fail. They will fail in our system because our system's not going to change. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be self-reliance that the progressives would love to change it, but it's not going to change in our lifetime. And these people who have all of this anxiety about Donald Trump being president or whatever else it may be are going to fail in the marketplace. Going to give you an opportunity to address Megyn Kelly. Anything to say about Megyn Kelly? I think I was kinder to Megyn Kelly than any other person in the news business, as you well know. Um, We featured her on uh, my program in a segment called The Kelly File, which became her uh, name of her program when she got one. Um, We promoted her in the beginning. I thought she was a very honest, you know, great talent and did what I always do. I helped her along. Subsequently, um, she turned out to be not a very nice person to me and many others at Fox, many others, and went on her way. And now it's not looking so good. But I I'm not specifically, a who, I, I, no, 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 I uh, wants to revel in anybody's uh, discomfort. Right. I, I, I don't like doing that. I specifically want to know about what you think about losing a job because uh, you would dare ask a question. If you're not trying to tear somebody down and it's Halloween and here's this specific case about a woman who loved Diana Ross, when is Diana Ross? Um, How is that offensive and losing your job in our PC culture now? And this ties in. It was it's so ironic because Miss Kelly, one of the biggest boosters of me, too, um, which, of course, um, does not uh, take into account. Uh, due process. So now, did she get due process? No, she did not. Now, her comments may have been uh, to her inoffensive, but if you know your history, um, black-faced entertainers in America were used to denigrate African Americans, and she 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 knows that she, she knows. should have known it. Yeah, well, she does. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that back. I really don't know if she if she knew that or not, because she could have easily pointed that out in a couple of paragraphs before going into any kind of defense of it. And she did not. 
But in our, in our media society now, if you say anything out of the PC line in the network arena, or if you're attacked by a Me Too situation in the network arena, your career is over. There is no due process, no presumption of innocence, no benefit of the doubt. You're out. Is it ironic at all that there are so many people on the left in the in journalism that are celebrating her demise? Um, I don't know if it's celebrating as much as it's a virtue play. You see, this is what has arisen. All these left-wing commentators see themselves as virtuous. Oh, Megyn Kelly. Uh, did you see what uh, Kirsten Powers wrote in USA Today? Did you see that? No. All right, you, you ought to take a look at that, because she's a Fox, was a Fox News contributor, which I, and who I use a lot, and she just scorched Kelly, absolutely scorched her as a racist, came flat out, said it, you're a racist, and you know what, I'm a racist too, this is what Kirsten Powers said, but I'm working on it, I'm aware of my racist tendencies, because I'm white. You know, for Kirsten Powers, everyone who's white's a racist, white privilege. All right. But I'm working on it. So I'm virtuous, but she's not. And this is what you get, that all of these people that pile on. And I'm certainly not going to do that to Megyn Kelly or anybody else, unless it's George Soros. Um, All of these people. Oh, I'm the really good person. You know, and it's very frightening what's happening in this country. Um, I could tie it into killing the SS, but I'm sure you don't want to hear that. <laughs> of course you could tie it into killing the SS. Well, it's all, about, it's all about what you can say. It's all about fear. And that's what the Nazis were all about. Absolutely. It's all about fear. It goes fear. back to you cannot say things in America anymore yep. or you will be punished. Yes. Guess what other society had that going on? Yep. Thank you very much. Bill O'Reilly, best-selling book, uh, Killing the SS, really, really good. New York Times uh, bestseller, of course. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. All right. All right. You know, is he still there? Is he gone? We, we, should, we, should, we should give him a city, fly him into one of the cities for our tour, uh, and let him talk about his little German book or whatever it is, uh, and, uh, and fly him in for our, uh, our tour. Oh, he's on? Bill. Bill. He's not there. We'll talk to him later. Okay. Um, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're trying to sell your house, man, you need the best real estate agent. And most people don't even know how to find. I mean, what do you look for? How do you know what a good real estate agent is? Well, there's a couple of things. You have to know their track record. You have to know if they have a good track record in your area. That's really important. Also, what is their uh, uh, what, what is their advertising like? How, how do they get the word out about your house? That also is really important. The marketing plan. We have found a real estate agent, most likely in your area. We have 1,500 real estate agents all around the country. Uh, they share your sensibilities. We have done all of the vetting. We, we're, it's not a real estate company. It is a, it's a matching company. We find the good real estate agent in your area. And we have picked them for their knowledge, their skill, and their track record. That's what's important. Can they sell your house fast, on time, and for the most amount of money? 
Yes, they can. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now if you want to buy or sell your house. They will help you do it. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I think I've just received one of the most incredible emails I've ever received. I want to share it uh, next hour is with it, you. Is it from the prince in Zimbabwe? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was deposed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He if, I just, to me too. if I send him some money, he's going to... Uh, it's just a little bit, and he can give us a lot oh back. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad he talked free, to you, because I was a little skeptical, but now that I know you got it, too. Well, I'm going to rush to get it done before you get <laughs> it to right. him. <laughs> okay, no, that's not it. But uh, an amazing story I'll share with you coming up in uh, just a second. Um, also, if you want to know not what you should be outraged about, but what the, the left is outraged about, it's actually kind of funny. And we are starting our Outrage of the Week giveaway. Uh, we'd like you to set up, uh, sign up for our newsletter. We're going to send you uh, the, the biggest outrages from the left of the week, the crazy things that are yeah. really pissing them off. Uh, it's just really, it's, it's, it's kind of enjoyable. It really is. Uh, Glenbeck.com slash outrage. Uh, you, uh, refer friends, you have chances to win, uh, the copy of the book, uh, addicted to outrage. I believe those are signed copies of the book yes, too. So, uh, just join us glenbeck.com slash outrage, sign up for the outrages of the week. Not the ones you're supposed to be mad at, but the crazy left ones. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, we are on tour beginning next week. Um, and we're very, very excited. Um, and, uh, I think we're going to Richmond on Wednesday. And uh, so we can't wait to see you in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I think it's actually Thursday, the day after Halloween. And it's the weekend before the uh, weekend before the uh, the election. So uh, we might have a few things to say about the election. Just a few. <laughs> you uh, think? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Richmond, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and Cleveland coming up uh, next week. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to miss that. You can grab your tickets at glenbeck.com. It's been a long time since we've been to Cleveland, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. In fact, it's been a long time since we've been to any of these places. Yeah, they don't let us we don't no, usually don't let, let us, us out. out of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. The crowds are always great there and uh, we're excited to uh, to see everybody out on tour. It's been a while. Yeah. And uh it's going to be fun. And you know what I'm really ex- anxious to uh to uh experience is uh all of the people that are going to when I walk out go, "Wow, he went to hell." Didn't he? Wow, he's let himself. I feel go. like that's about half the ticket sales so far. Yeah. Just people <laughs> so interested like, to see what happens. It's really. Like, I mean, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I think he might drop dead halfway through. No, because you're doing the show sitting, which you can usually get through. Usually, well, but standing on a stage. Sit, no, no, no. I mean, I I sit, but I I I am going to bring one of those things, you know, that they have in the grocery stores and at Disneyland. The, oh, the little, little chair that the cart. Yeah, just drive around. So. I'm not going to be pacing back and forth on stage. I okay. got one of those cards. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with, and that is the news and why it matters. If you like this show, you're going to love the news and why it matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The news and why it matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. Glenn Beck. I, I, I wrote Addicted to Outrage, and when I wrote it, I... I really felt it was something that had to be said and uh and I didn't expect it to be um widely embraced or loved. I you know, it's uh one of those things that 
uh, I felt that had to be said, it's because of our relationship. If you're a longtime listener uh, to this program, you know that I've said for a long time, I think this audience is going to be the one that turns the corner and saves the republic. Because you're just different. You're going to act differently. You're going to know what other people don't know. And, um, and so I wrote it for you. But I am shocked at the number of emails I am getting that, um, from, from people whose lives are really changed in ways that I, am, I had no idea. Just a few minutes ago, uh, uh, I was sent an um, email from a listener that, that sent this last night at uh, 12 o'clock at night. He says, Dear Mr. Beck, my name's Christian. I'm a 30-year-old man-child. I've been blessed with a beautiful and patient wife, two amazing children. All I've ever wanted since I was young was to be a hero. I joined the Army at 17, trained at the police academy, shortly after the birth of my wife had our first child. I figured, I guess, having a dangerous job would increase my chances of being a hero. Our actions of which at the time are seemingly small, but those end up being the things that make us heroes or villains. I changed my goal of being a hero. A few years later, all I needed to do was be worthy of being called father and husband. I almost lost that opportunity. A few months ago, my daughter had just finished the second grade. We were a month into summer vacation. When she told my wife and I that she had been sexually assaulted earlier in the school year, my wife and I were crushed. I wasn't able to process it for a couple of weeks. I remember being told after getting home from work and I tried to console my unconsolable wife. But I couldn't handle it. Because of me and my stupid lizard brain, I wasn't able to deal with the emotions that I was now feeling. Foolishly, stupidly, I shut down and went upstairs and I played video games. To answer the question that you must immediately be thinking, yes, my, my amazing wife is still married to me. One of our worst nightmares had come to pass, and I was unable to deal with the anguish. I remember a story a being told by an instructor in the military, being told of a convoy that was ambushed after having a Humvee take a hit from an IED. He was treated, um, he was uh, treated uh, and the wounded men and needed to carry one of the soldiers off to another Humvee to be medevaced out. One of the soldiers had his arm severed just below the elbow and was in shock. He handed the soldiers his own arm after applying a tourniquet 
and told the soldier he needed to follow him as he got another soldier out that wasn't able to walk. The man looked at his own severed arm in his hand and repeatedly told the medic that, that helped him that his arm was fine and this wasn't his arm. Sometimes we just don't know how to deal with things. For two solid weeks, I lied to myself that my daughter was fine and this didn't happen. It didn't happen to her. It didn't happen to us. And I broke down in tears, finally able to process what had befallen my now seven-year-old daughter. My wife forgave me for spending those two weeks. It wasn't until months after that we would figure out who had done this terrible thing. All I wanted to do after she told me about this was find this uh, this guy and cut off the offending appendages. As it turned out, it was a 12-year-old boy. He was in my Sunday school class for 10 months. I had been teaching this boy in Sunday school. Oh, how I hated and wanted to hate this young man. I wanted to ruin his life before it even began. I wanted to let you know that in the height of my hatred, I downloaded your book, Addicted to Outrage, on Audible, whose the last couple of chapters that I heard you speak that I, I realized that my outrage was justified, but it was also toxic, and it would become a force to be used to destroy me. I needed to forgive this boy, because we are required to forgive all men. I forgave him in my heart, and as I did, I felt the burden of my outrage and my anger lifted. Yes, the pain of what happened still lingers, and the reality of the situation is still very real. But my outlook and my spirit are no longer held hostage by my hate. I just wanted to thank you for writing this book. It literally helped me pick myself out of darkness so deep that I thought there was no way out. I wanted to let you know that your work has helped save at least one guy, Christian. Christian is a, um, as a man who has gone through a similar situation recently with one of my children. And I thank God we caught it before anything happened. I understand. I understand.
we knew the address of the man who um, did this to my son. And I think if it would have happened and I wasn't home, my wife may have killed him. I think about it all the time. I think about my children all the time. And your email has reminded me that it's not just me or I haven't talked to my wife about it. For the last few months, and I know how much it still bothers me, how irresponsible I have been to not realize she is probably dealing with it as well. There are things that we don't want to think about that are truly frightening. And I think when we look at a country, when we look and we really realize what we really stand to lose, it's not our job. It's not our money. It's the unthinkable. It's something that doesn't happen to us. It happens to other countries, but it doesn't happen to us. And it so scares us that we avoid it. And we talk about other things. But that's just as dangerous as the outrage and just as toxic. If you said to somebody, if you said to everybody you met in the next two weeks, you know, you look like you could use some cheering up. I think you'd be right about 80 or 90% of the time. Across all income levels, across all colors and boundaries. We're all struggling with something. And we all have something big to forgive that, man, we don't want to. But the reality is we need each other. My kids 
hated the fact that I talked about endurance when they were growing up, that endurance was one of the virtues that you had to have. Or you're not going to make it. You have to endure, endure. Life is endurance. Life is about the long run, not the short run. Endure it to the end. And they hated that. Dad, you're always so pessimistic. No, I'm not. I'm telling you that there's a lot in life that you're going to have to endure, that you're going to hate. Life is not what you think it is when you're a kid. It's just not. It's harder than that. But it's so worth it. But we need to be like a cross-country team. If we're going to survive this, we don't cheer the person who came across first. We cheer the person who came across the finish line last as well. Because we're all different runners. We all have different things going on. And it is truly about beating your last time. Doing just slightly better than you did last time. Being slightly better than you were yesterday. And if we can help each other and cheer each other on with that, we'll make it. But it gets harder and harder every day. In the hopes that somebody that needs to hear this will hear this from you today. You're not alone. You're not alone. We're in this together. And we're going to make it. It's Friday, October 26th. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, our sponsor, the Sapphire. We are so grateful for the people at Filterby. This is a this is actually a company that was making something different years ago. Um, and it was a small town, and everybody was working in this factory. And the, um, the grandfather and the father died. And the son-in-law, who was working in New York, he's a Wall Street guy, um, he found out that the family's factory was going to go out and all these people are going to be unemployed. And uh, he was talking to his wife and he's like, we can't do that. This legacy has to go on and we can't unemploy all these people. And so he did some research and found out that one of the things that they could make and they can make them better and cheaper here in America are air filters. And so they retooled the factory and kept the doors open and now filter by uh, is ready to serve you. Filterby.com is the leading provider now for HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. I have it because I'm, I'm not somebody who's going to remember to change my filter. I'm not going to Home Depot like, oh, you know what? I've got that on my to-do list. Um, I'm just not going to do it. I'll forget it. Filterby saves, saves me 5% off the cost of these filters just because I say, hey, would you send these to me every six months or whenever it is I'm supposed to change the filter? And they do. Filterby, they ship for free within 24 hours, 600 different sizes. They have the size for you. You'll save 5% if you do the auto subscribe. It's Filterby, filterbuy.com, filterby.com. Well, the FBI may have um, arrested, well, they have arrested a suspect 
in Florida. It broke about an hour ago that they were bringing somebody in for questioning. Now it is arrest of a suspect. Uh, his um, his uh, van is covered in <laughs> stickers. I mean, the guy's nuts. If I were to ask you before this, can you sketch out what you think this guy's van looks like? You would have picked this. Yeah. It's just like covered in decals and seemingly political messages. I, it, yet, I can't quite zoom in to see exactly what they say. And they've um, covered the van. They're now covering it so with blue tarp so no one can see it. Yep. Uh, but uh, it, it, you, we've had a blurry picture of it. And it looks like it may be a guy on the right. Or at least, a, you know, it's hard to tell exactly. There's certainly political messages all over it and flags all over it. It does appear to be the, a, a picture of trump and the presidential seal i mean could it be uh you know, it could so, be either it could be, i don't like that this guy's president right yeah, but i mean I don't I, know. I, you know again this is what people are speculating at this point it's it's hard to see honestly from the pictures you'll get a picture pretty soon though that's clear i'm sure um you know it, we're gonna find this out relatively quickly yeah where this guy goes i mean this is a, a really quick arrest it does support the idea that he was at, you know as does the fact that zero of the bombs went off completely incompetent and crazy I mean, the fact that you you mail bombs and they're finding you this quickly is, it, you know, shows a lack of level of sophistication. It, does. it really does. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we're going to know fairly quickly, I think. So this guy may be just a really bad, incompetent version of the Bernie Sanders guy uh, that was competent when he was trying to kill all the, the Republicans uh, about a year ago. Looks like this may be our version of that guy fortunately our version if you will is uh completely inept and incompetent and no one was hurt yeah i mean I, look, if, if if that's true if that's true what the van said we, we don't know and to be noted of course he is absolutely not my guy <laughs> no <laughs> but i know, I know what that, but they're what they're, yeah, they're going to say right. he's not my guy either yeah um but you know they're going to assign him as you know this is what a trump supporter is like and blah 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 and you know what? There are those people on both sides. And this is why it is so uh, terrifying. It's not going to be a rational person that causes these things. They're not going to be rational. They're going to be nuts. They're going to be absolutely nuts. Uh, and uh, and that's what's frightening is the media just puts all of the nut jobs on the right in as the regular person right when it comes to the left they don't even report them but they certainly say well that's not that's not you know that's not who bernie sanders is and that's not a bernie sanders follower well i agree with you i agree with you why is this guy all of a sudden any less than the guy from Bernie, that uh, that was a Bernie Sanders volunteer. Yeah, and as we said at the time, Bernie Sanders is not responsible for, for shootings Correct. at uh, baseball fields, and nor is Correct. Donald Trump responsible for this, as any logical person that's ever seen anything to do uh, with our legal system would be able to note. Um, but, you know, again, this is, we, we're not going to know enough about this. This is, but this is a product of the world we are creating now, and that is all of us. All of us are creating this. Um, and, you know, it's not going to stop until both sides realize it, until the media says, OK, wait a minute. What do we do? What did we do that makes you think that we're the enemy? What did we do? And actually listen to half the country. Then we could move forward and create a better tomorrow. This 
is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, looks like we may have the guy who is sending the package bombs. We know now he lives in Florida, has a criminal history, has ties to New York. They have wrapped his uh, white van up so you can't see anything because he looks like a crazy man. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those vans where there's stickers over every bit of it. Um, We're not sure. It looks like he was a Donald Trump, uh, a big, 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 crazy big fan of Donald Trump. Emphasis on crazy, you know, but we don't know for sure because it looks like that's what those stickers are, but we don't have a clear picture of it yet. Yeah. I'm get get going, Internet. I mean, what's yeah. going on here? Jeez, uh, how long what, do we have to wait? What is the deal? This is 2018. I want it immediately. Exactly. I want to know. This, this, this case broke like jail. an hour ago. I want this guy in jail exactly. by now. I want to know. And speaking of that, by the way, mm-hmm. I mean, isn't the bigger problem here, don't we just stop selling vans? Well, white and, and, vans. White, white vans. Stop selling white vans and arrest all people who own white vans. Now, if you're driving around in a white van right now, we'll give you, you're let's up to say, no good. a good solid... No, 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 we not. You're up to no good. If you're driving a white van mm-hmm. right now, we know. You're up to no good. What did you just mail? What, what, what was it? Was Where it powder were you? or was it a bomb? Which one was it? Where were you? Mm-hmm. Oh, at home sleeping last night? Can you verify that? Mm-hmm. Do you have witnesses? Do you have, do you have a decal in the back that makes it that look like an ice cream truck so you can lure little kids in there? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> That's what I bet you're doing. <laughs> What else would you do with a white van yeah. in 2018? Well, in, now, tw- in 20... lots of business uses. and well, uh, yeah, big, but that big... wouldn't be this show. No, they'd bring up all sorts of things. It, it, I mean, if they have their own show, they can make that point, I suppose. Wasn't the guy, uh, but... wasn't the guy in Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> was it? So if you disagree with this, get your own damn show. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the guy in Virginia? Didn't he have a van, too? Uh, I thought he was living in his van or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yes, he was, because he went to, um, he he would bathe at the YMCA, the local YMCA. So when the shooting happened, they all knew where he was, and they knew who he was, because he was very, he he lived in another state and drove there to basically camp out there and prepare for the shooting. Right. He was a a Bernie Sanders guy, a mm -hmm. big, 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 crazy. Crazy. Big Bernie Sanders guy, and uh, he was living in his van. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's several distinctions to several additional levels to this. Let's say we find out that this is exactly who it is. It is the person. It is his van. These are pro-Trump stickers, whatever. I mean, we don't know any of those things for sure yet. Uh, But if we find that out, it'll be an interesting distinction to see if he is the type. He's either a very incompetent lunatic who tried to blow up people and failed hang on just or, a Wait. or hold on i have one more sentence <laughs> or he's a, a, a lunatic who uh was just trying to scare people and did not intend to kill people that will be an, a distinction that will be interesting in the mm-hmm. investigation did you see his van i did yeah okay i'm gonna guess incompetent uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna guess incompetent too because a van like that you know if you're thinking i'm gonna put a sticker on my on my van because i want people to know and maybe it'll change their heart maybe it'll change their mind yeah that van's not that van's not that that van is like uh ooh, stay away from this guy hey, let me ask you this yeah in in american history let me go for in global history. In global history, has there ever been an individual mm-hmm. who has been won over by a massive collection of bumper stickers on a car? Has anyone ever changed an opinion or considered a new one because someone, not from one bumper sticker, because I think that's even possible, but maybe even a couple, maybe, maybe two, two or maybe three, two. right? Three, you're pushing it. 
You have 300 bumper stickers covering all of your windows. You are not convincing anyone to your viewpoint. I think you've no. lost people because of it. Oh, no. If you have an HOA, you're, you're going to be kicked out. Yeah. You're going to, they're going to tell you to move because you're going to spook to death all of the neighbors. Even the neighbor. You could be living <laughs> in the most anti You could be living in a neighborhood with the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. And the Pope and all of the pro-life activists from all time. Right. And you could drive one of those crazy anti-abortion vans into your driveway, and those people are going to say, you know, we have standards. Yeah. You're nuts. I just really hope if Jesus comes back, uh, it's not in a van. <laughs> I you don't know, think if he comes he in a white van with yeah. a bunch of bumper stickers, people are not going to buy it. They're just going to be like, I don't believe this guy. There's no way he'd come <laughs> back way. like that. And again, you're not supposed to know it's coming. <laughs> right. So maybe that's how he maybe does that's it. that's how he does it. He comes back. Maybe that's how the Antichrist comes. <laughs> well, that I would believe. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Well, no, 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 because that wouldn't be slick enough. He would have to yeah. have Nova. He'd be. Oh, my gosh. What? Plug your ears, too. Okay. He'd be the guy who would try to say we should round up all of the people with a van. The Antichrist would be the first one to go, you know, these van people are nuts. It would be a good suspect. No one would see it coming. <laughs> no one, and they'd just be like, why is such an irrelevant person? I, why is someone we care about we so find little? out, Stu's the Antichrist. <laughs> what a wow. boring choice. <laughs> wow. I didn't see that one coming. That's like what, like the really bad like Lifetime movies where they're trying to give you the big, the big switcheroo, and uh, like it's like a it's a you know it's a rape case, and you know the whole time they point you to this one person, and at the very last second, you know a guy she walked by for three seconds in the grocery store is the guy who did yeah. it. And you're like, come on, of course we didn't see that coming. It's a nobody. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'm the Antichrist. There you go. Wow. Same plot twist. I don't know if I feel comfortable employing the Antichrist, so I'm just going to concentrate on the mail bomb suspect mm. that's just been arrested in Florida. Yeah, it's, I, I cannot believe there is not a journalist who has taken a high-quality photo of this van. How is this possible? They're all zoomed out from you know the helicopters, and you can't quite see exactly what it says. I will say, you know, by all appearances, it does appear to be uh, pro-Trump propaganda. Now, it's it's sort of difficult to see... You know, like, for example, uh, there's a shirt that was around in the elections a lot that looked like a, a Hillary uh, presidential shirt. And then it said a message under it that said something like, you know, lock her up 2020 or 2016. Like, it could theoretically be a lot yeah, of anti-Trump stuff, but I, I, I don't think you're I think yeah. you're, I'm just trying to say you're fishing pretty deep here. I do this all the time for the uh, for the left, for the left, you, uh, you know, like you we try do. to find, OK, what is the one circumstance that we could be missing here? And mm. maybe that's it. But it does seem to be. A, uh, his face in a presidential seal pretty clearly on one of the windows. But again, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the media going to try to make this out to be, well, all, all Trump, supporters Trump supporters are, you know, evil bombers. You know, did, and, did, and, did, and again, did. we didn't do that with all Bernie Sanders supporters. No, we didn't say we didn't. all people who, we didn't say and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was going to shoot someone on a, on, a, on a field. Yeah, and that guy was successful. That guy actually almost killed people. This yeah. one didn't. This one didn't. And we didn't say that when we could have. With the Bernie Sanders guy. And, you know, there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, this stuff happens, right? Right-wing people do crazy things, too. There's there's plenty of them on the right as well. There are plenty of... Crazy does not go to one party. When you get to these fringe levels, there are people on both sides who do it. Um, there's, a, there's an ideology, and we've talked a lot about this, that affects many on uh, the very harsh left. 
uh, going back to you know examples like Bill Ayers and the Weather Underground, and we saw this with Occupy Wall Street. Well, there's some ide- ideological reasons why certain types of violence come from the left more often, but still, there's crazy people all over the spectrum. You just, A, you don't want to do it because your side's probably going to do something dumb later and you're going to get blamed for it. But beyond that, it's just correct. When people, people are responsible for their own actions. When you are an individual, you act as an individual and the person who says something that you listen to is not responsible for how you take that information and how you deal with it. Not to mention, it it may or not, may have nothing to do with that at all. You know, just because you happen to be uh he happens to be a uh a trump supporter does that make trump that make trump's make it trump's fault that he's doing these terrible things no and the same thing would apply as it did apply to a bernie sanders by the way not just uh a fan but campaign volunteer who's actually working to get the guy elected who then went and tried to shoot 25 republicans on a baseball field but again not bernie sanders fault at all not his fault at all his fault zero percent and the same thing would be would apply here if this is how this thing turns out. Uh, I will tell you there is more to find out. I, I will tell you this. Think how fortunate we are in a couple of things. Um, go back to the uh, bombing of the bridge in Cleveland. Do you remember about that? You remember that? Do you even remember it? Anybody? Bueller, Bueller. You remember when Occupy Wall Street was caught by the FBI? On their way to the bridge. I think they had part of it even wired. Did they have any of it wired? But they were going to blow up a bridge in Cleveland. Uh, and they had the capability of doing it. And thank God the FBI caught them. But that never made any news. You know, it would have made huge news if the Tea Party would have been doing that. Right. Of course. But they didn't. They, you know, Occupy Wall Street. Oh, those are just crazy kids. You know, they're just they're in the Scooby-Doo van. They're just crazy kids. Um but think how fortunate we are that that didn't happen, how that could have torn us apart. Think about the blessings that not a single bomb went off, mm-hmm. that this guy may have been so damn crazy that he really thought, well, I don't have any gunpowder, but I, I'm pretty sure sand, sand gets hot. <laughs> uh, you know, this guy is, I mean, you want to talk about incompetent. Um how fortunate we are that none of these bombs went off. If any of these bombs would have gone off and hurt or killed or maimed people from the other side, the world would be a different place today. The media would be going crazy because look at how they're going crazy now. Well, good news. Looks like we may have caught the guy. Yeah. It's interesting. Now they're starting to, you know, we're getting to that point where people are starting to share pictures of what appears to be the van, which does appear to be very pro-Trump, also very pro-soccer. It's an odd odd combination of things to be. Uh, I, would not, I would not assume Don's a big soccer fan, but who knows? Uh, but we'll, uh, I will we'll see if you. these things check out again. Never everyone trusted soccer people. Well, we've there. said, how long have we said that? Yeah, I no, think we blame, uh, I think we blame, the World, the World Cup. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the World Cup. Putin. There it is. Oh my gosh. There it is. We, we it all goes back to the Trump Tower and the meeting with Putin's allies. Get this to Mueller immediately. Get it right away. All right. 
Might be far hard to find good craftsmanship and people who actually care about their jobs, but Simply Safe, they do. Man, they care about it. They care so much about making a beautiful and functional device that will keep your family safe. They wanted to find a way to make it really, really super small so it, you know, it, you barely even see it. Uh, they wanted to make something that wasn't hardwired, something that you could afford that would be a lot cheaper than what you're paying for if you go to you know, one of these other places. Um, and it would work. Even if you took a, a you know, baseball bat to it, it's still going to call the police or fire or whatever. Well, they've done it. It's Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. I want you to go there. I want you to see how much money you're going to save uh, if you do Simply Safe as opposed to one of the, you know, other security companies. These security companies, honestly, and I don't want to say, I mean, it's just the way business was done, but it, it, it could be said that they were really ripping us off by overcharging us, but that's what everybody was charging until Simply Safe came. That now you'll see exactly how much that security system should have cost you all of these years. Uh, you own the system. Uh, you can take it with you. If you live in an apartment, you want to put it in your office, you want to have it at your home, whatever, you own it. And uh, you can upgrade it at any time if you want to. If you go to another place and you need to expand it, it happens. Uh, also, you uh, don't have a contract. So if you want the, the, the monitoring, 24-7 monitoring, so they can call police or fire or whatever, you can do that. And you can do it this month and not do it next month. There's no contract. And it's $14.99 a, 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 a month. Fourteen ninety nine a month. It's at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. All right. So looks like we have uh, let's uh, uh, looks like we have um, uh, arrested a guy with a van. It does look like he is a. Uh, a uh, disturbed individual with a lot of uh, Donald Trump stuff on his van. But, you know, let's wait for information. You know, we, we uh, there were people who said uh, on the right, false flags. There were those on the left that said it was a conservative. Um, we've said the whole time, let's wait for information. Might be a crazy guy. Yeah, it's might always, be. It's always amazing too to say um, a lot of people will make a prediction with no evidence on something like this, right? They'll say, "Oh, it was a right winger," or "It was a left winger," and then when it turns out to be one of those two, they claim victory as if what they did was was a good idea. No, it wasn't. That's not a good idea. You no. know, the fact that you come out and you say uh, you blame the right with no evidence, and then it turns out to be someone on the right—that doesn't make you your your process good. Right, like uh, that's. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just, <laughs> I just read a comment from somebody that said this. This van looks like what Steve Bannon would turn into if he was a transformer. <laughs> oh man, oh, that is a fantastic oh, is line. That great. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is not a bad description, though, no, of what you expect. No, uh, it's not. It certainly uh, is not. Again, it's, you know, what do you do here with these things? It, it does, it, at the very least, it's, it's at least we can 
hopefully not avoid any injury. Remember, there's been literally nothing that's happened with these. It's been a big media spectacle, but you know, much less of a media spectacle than what happened when Trump and and others, Mattis and others in the government received white powder in the mail last week or two weeks ago. So, you know, obviously we know why it's a bigger a bigger deal now. Number one, it was a media member specifically that was targeted in this with CNN getting one of the packages. And number two, obviously, uh, the, uh, the the chance to kind of blame this broadly against the right is going to be something the, the media is going to take advantage of if it's at all possible. Uh, but we don't know yet. And we'll find out from this person to see if they were, you know, how serious the attempt was. And when we look at the bomb construction, we'll find that out. And we always find this, you know, it's, oh, you want more information quickly, but getting the right information and making sure you know what's going on is, is always a better choice. And, uh, and let's also remember that we did not condemn Bernie Sanders for the shooter. Bernie Sanders was not responsible for that. The crazy guy who did it was. Let's Glenn expect and demand Beck. the same respect. Mercury. 